honored guests. A core value at Swift Enterprises is that if you can dream it, we can make it happen. You know this level city! What does a genius inventor do when he's not inventing? I'm multitask. While I'm gone, you need to grow up. Be a man. Everything rescue, you know my history. Look at me now. You will have more responsibility heaped upon you than you even know. Everyone you love will end up dead. My name is Tom Swift. I've got this. What's up, everybody? What's up, everyone? This is the Carefree Black Nerd back with another podcast. Whew, ah, we're going over Tom Swift. This is Decoding Tom Swift Podcast, a Carefree Black Nerd review over the new sci-fi, queer-friendly, uh, focused show, Tom Swift on the CW, ready to get this going. I am your co-host, Rain Coleman, the Carefree Blur, and I have with me today a familiar voice. It's going to be a familiar face going forward. Please let these folks know who's on the show with me today. Um, what's up, y'all? Uh, M. Haynes, author, educator, doing everything under the sun. Here to talk about some black stuff, some gay stuff, some sci-fi stuff, <laughs> and some awesome stuff. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much for coming on, for going through this journey with me. We got, is it 10 or is it 13 episodes? Oh, that would have been nice. Oh, something like that. It's at least it's at least 10. We know that. So <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so y'all, we're going over the first episode. Tom Swift premiered uh Tuesday, May 31st, 2022. Um, and I think this is his official pilot after that backdoor pilot that was May of last year, 2021, which premiered in Nancy Drew season two, episode 15, The Celestial Visitor, was the first time he appeared in the Nancy Drew universe. So um, this episode, though, is and the lift off to Saturn. Tom is shaken after the shocking disappearance of his father, thrusting Tom into a breathtaking adventure full of mysterious conspiracies and unexplained phenomena. Um, <laughs> getting right to it. What? How do you? How do you feel? How do you feel um, seeing Tom Swift here after seeing him a year ago on Nancy Drew? Man, a year ago. It, it's been a long time coming. I've been sending my watch like, come on, where's the show? I'm ready. Yes. <laughs> um, so I'm really glad. I was really glad like to finally to have this premiere to really kind of get to see what they're going to do with this show as a whole. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I had never looked at an episode of National Do before, but they got me in for that one. And I liked <laughs> that. So I was like, all right, give me more. And I finally yes. got it. Oh, good, good. I much like you, and I think I think you are the reason I even tuned in. I feel like you messaged me or something. It was like, "Hey, this <laughs> is gonna be <laughs> yeah." And so I I I was all in because I remember um, after hearing about it, going to look at Nancy Drew to see like, "Oh, do I need to watch like three or four episodes?" You know, just getting um my feet wet, so to speak. And I actually mm-hmm. enjoyed the Nancy Drew episodes I watched. I watched the two before the, that episode, and then I think the one after. And I didn't stay with Nancy Drew, nothing wrong with the show, but I was watching and reviewing so much at the time, I couldn't take that on. 
Um, but I enjoyed the depiction of Tom Swift on her show. Um, I loved his conversations with Nev, hmm. the black boy in Horseshoe no. Bay. Yeah. yeah, and so them, you know, having that that black camaraderie and whatnot. So all in all, it was it was a good first appearance to me, and I wanted more. I craved more. And a year later, prayers have been answered. Yes. Okay, getting right to the show. General thoughts. How do you feel? Like you watching the first episode? What's going on? What's going on in your mind? How you feeling? This big smile. <laughs> this smile. Like I really enjoyed it. Um, mm-hmm. I do have you know like a couple of things, and we'll probably get to that later. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think it's an interesting premise. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see kind of where they go with it because I can see some good stuff coming from it, and I think it's a good cast too. Like a lot of these people, oh. man, like, but most of these people I recognize from other stuff. I was like, oh yeah, this is gonna be good. So I'm really excited to see where it's going because um, I think they had like a pretty good start. Good, good, good. Much of the same. Much of the same for me. I think, generally speaking, this was a strong opening episode. There was a lot going on, but I do think that um, it was enough to sink your teeth into that if three or four things that went on wasn't really to your liking, there was bound to be something that you could kind of wow. latch on to. And, um, yeah, I... Well, I'll be remiss if I don't mention uh, the <laughs> why everyone should be watching Tom Silf article that was written for BlackSciFi.com. That will be linked in the show notes as well. You can check out my words and the reasons why everyone should be watching. And I think this opening um, episode really showed us that it's very much a CW show, but it's very different from a CW show. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I've I've been seeing some critiques about it, and we're only on the first episode. Um, I don't have an issue with folks not liking things that I like, so it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hope that within the critique of the show, that these people give this show at least two or three episodes before truly diving into their bashing or their right. uh, yeah, they're being vocal about it. I mean, I have a thing. I give any show that I watch three episodes. If you mm-hmm. can't catch me in three episodes, then okay, your show is not for me. Mm-hmm. This was even if even if you want to count the the backdoor pilot, which you kind of shouldn't, whatever. Even if you want to count that, <laughs> this is just your second like introduction to this character. So you should definitely give it some time to kind of like to find this footing. But you know, some people may not agree. I am a person who unapologetically love, you know, shows like Batwoman and Legends of Tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. Hashtag save them both. Um, so <laughs> I like I'm used to kind of like giving shows time to kind of find their footing and then like mm-hmm. do what they do from there. And I feel mm-hmm. like you have too many people who will watch one episode and be like, oh, this is the worst thing on earth. And one, it don't it never really is. But two, mm-hmm. like pilots are hard. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Are hard. so it's it's hard to kind of like to set up a world a cast of characters and to set up a plot and make it so that you know like it's still engaging and not just like here's the whole thing and then next mm-hmm. week you're gonna get to the stuff so give it, right. give it a chance right. let it find yeah no 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 i'm with you there i um i also want to say you know keep in mind what networks may have uh, their hands in 
Uh, this show, however, was it was reported that CW was like, hey, go, go do it, do more, be gayer, be freer, do more, be blacker. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, that's not even to negate some of the things. Like, it's still a CW show. It's not an HBO Max show. So yeah. you're going to get things. And even if CW shows aren't your jam, don't let that be the reason why you don't right. have positive things to say about this show. I'll leave it there. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my goodness. Okay, so opening episode, black family, black excellence, billionaire, tech. What are, what are our thoughts on like the perception, like the first impressions that we're getting of the Swift dynasty? Yeah, it reminded me a lot of like that first opening where um, Tom Swift is like talking about you know, talking about himself, talking about the family, and we kind of like are following Zinzi through the house. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of Bel Air, like when mm-hmm. Will first gets to the house and he's just like looking around, it's just like, it's like mind blowing. It's just like, mm-hmm. what in the world have I stepped into? Like, it kind of <laughs> gave me that. Like, you mm-hmm. uh, you know, like this is, this is some, this is some, <laughs> some wealth and opulence beyond <laughs> what you're going to see in other places. So yeah. that kind of got me intrigued. Like, okay, all right, I see what we're going for. Like, I'm along with the rat. Yeah. Oh, um, much of the same. I I liked it. Um, there is a. I'll say like you, I do I do get the Billard vibes, and of course with April uh, Parker Jones yeah, on there, yeah. that's definitely amplified. <laughs> but um, I I do like this talented was it talented tenth or one percent this this idea of um you know this wealthy i don't know shit, you know i'm just saying shit, this wealthy black family and though there may be critique like capitalism and whatever else and you know is this what we aspire to be i think this is a show that definitely gives you that fantasy element i'm not saying it is right to be a billionaire and have all this wealth or whatnot but for the show and what we're getting i do like this tech um heavy yes, tech spy angle that we're going with i thoroughly enjoy that so the billionaire thing makes sense like, to me that isn't yeah i get it but if people gonna still be going up for batman i can have tom swift <laughs> come on just, just <laughs> him and tony stark they got stands they got diehard stands. <laughs> <laughs> no nah, you're right you're right there ah um i First and foremost, Braxton. Having Braxton as as Barton Swift, that this man will forever be Braxton. <laughs> I saw him in the in the trailer, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Not Braxton and his daddy." I did not see that coming. Hey, he is working. He CW is paying him when he showed they up are. in Black Lightning. I was like, "Okay, okay." And now Braxton. in this, I'm. Oh, I'm excited for him. I'm really interested to see what role he plays going forward, considering mm-hmm. the end of the episode, you know, right. figuring out that, spoiler alert, he's still alive. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder how big of a role he's going to play and what is that going to look like? Because I would love to see more of him. Um, just for nostalgia's sake, I want to see more of him. So the, the family, uh, we introduced to the family, there is the Saturn spaceship takeoff ceremony or whatnot. Um, Tom is um, uh, absent from the press conference. Um, Claire steps up. The I think um, her actress's name is Brittany, uh, the Asian lady. And I like the representation here. Um, 
having her as the kind of right hand man for his father, and then in Isaac, the representation we're getting with Tom's personal muscle, I like that it is a lot of POC. I'll just say it. I like that it's POC shoulder to shoulder from top to bottom. Right. I, I'm loving that. What are any comments on the representation in this episode? <laughs> I mean, no, exactly, exactly what you said. Like when kind of the well, we see Tom first, but like when yeah. the second person we see is um I'm gonna say is I can't remember I think her name is Ashley. Um, Ashley Murray. Yes. Okay. Zinzi, I'm gonna say yep, when we yep. see Ash Zimzi, Ashley Murray just walk into and it's like the first person we see on screen is this dog skin black. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. We are here. <laughs> All right, let's go. Yes indeed, yes indeed. I'm here for it. I um I don't know. I don't know. I'm just really here for the um for the fashions because mm -hmm. I'm loving what they're doing with the clothing. I'm here for the tech. Uh, the story, of course, but these beautiful people on screen, like everybody in this show is fine. I'm just saying, yes. everybody on this show is fine. Oh, my God. I am, um, I am even, I mean, low key, not even be funny. The con congressman, who I'm not a fan of, I feel like he, he has an aesthetically pleasing face, he ain't. You know, with the rest of the cast, you know, no shame to him, but you know, I, he ain't hanging with them. But this is like, um, and, and I think I wonder if Tom Swift is honestly the show is just normal, it's just we have not gotten the representation to look like this mm -hmm. in a while, um, or to maybe this degree. Because I know what CW my critique has always been. When there is a black or brown person on screen, they're usually paired up with a part, well, white partner, mm -hmm. um, or the, or the cast themselves is not too too diverse. And if they are, they're racially ambiguous. So I'm wondering mm -hmm. if my years of watching CW that this show just presents something that I've kind of been you know looking for with every other show, and so now <laughs> it's just fantastic. You know, or if it's just I like mean, this is a regular show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't even just just put that on a CW. I feel like that's a thing like across the board. Oh yes. Um, mm -hmm. like you know, you get you so unless it's like specifically marketed as a black show, which is another mm -hmm. thing. Like, um, you're gonna get that. You're gonna get the racially ambiguous folk. You're gonna get the white mm -hmm. partner. You're gonna get the one black face in a sea of sea <laughs> <laughs> of white faces. Like, yeah happens a lot so yeah i mean we, we we should applaud or at least be thankful for you know this show kind of pushing against that absolutely yeah i'm i'm with it that's um you know one of the things that drew me to it and just watching yeah. the trailer alone i'm like oh this a black some of the villains probably gonna be black instead <laughs> you know, so that's that um i okay so one of the critiques, which was kind of odd to me, and I do want to speak up to it since we're discussing the opening, was the complexion of Lorraine and Barton versus Tom. Um, go go ahead and speak to that if you... Sure, sure, sure. So, I ain't gonna lie. Like, when I rewatched it, I was like, hmm. But then I had to think about it. Like I had to kind of go back in my mind and like look at some of my own family members and be like, okay, well, you know, stuff, mm -hmm. stuff goes 
genetics, you know. Yeah. I didn't do Punnett Square. I don't remember that stuff from, from <laughs> science and stuff. But like right. that stuff, it, it pans it kind of it, it's a wild card. Mm. Um yeah, it did it did give me pause. I I I give it that, but it's not, it wasn't <laughs> enough to be like to take me out the show. Yeah. Um I guess for me, because I've seen this specific um combination like in my real life much like you said with family it didn't really bother me um i'm kind of sitting with that to see if there's something going on with me or if it's just like nah whatever it's, i'm happy to see it um and then i think also again for it being braxton as his dad that's kind of giving me like i'm excusing any of the <laughs> stuff in the back of my head that would have been like what is this like <laughs> whatever um that is braxton. So <laughs> look Hey, now if Jamie Foxx and uh fancy show up on here. I'm I'm hey, you know, this, <laughs> yeah, this is uh definitely getting an award for me. Um so so we go through Tom uh and his father have a conversation. His father's like, Hey, look, you messing up, you not really um stepping up to the table. Why are you in here messing around? And I like this conversation, however, kind of triggering that it was <laughs> this conversation between the two of them. Uh, because there's this kind of underlying, well, kind of blatant disappointment from Barton mm -hmm. on Barton's part of Tom, but then there's this um, idealist that Tom is. It's like, well, yes, that press conference is important, but I'm also doing this thing that's going to assist with you going to Saturn. And that yeah. back and forth was so, I won't say stressful, but for lack of a better word, it was stressful as hell. Mm -hmm. Um any comments on that specific scene about the sensitivity and the the lab and whatnot? The trigger. <laughs> That's my comment. Mm. Like it's yeah. Um, it was a familiar a familiar conversation, um, mm -hmm. and I can like I said I can get both of their perspectives. Like Barton is like you know you need to you got to put your responsibilities like you got you basically got to get your priorities in order even if you are right. in here this thing that's supposed to be beneficial you should have been done that you can also do like this public facing type deal mm -hmm. so i mean i get where he's coming from but i don't know that whole sensitive and mm, I was like, mm, mm, mm. yeah <laughs> that that was something that was something um so i did the um the press day for this show and that's one of the things that was brought up is which was you're having um these conversations and not really focusing on like black trauma in this in this show and mm -hmm. even though this is triggering to some and we've seen this played out i felt like it fit within the show in a way that wasn't just um Kind of beating us over the head with you're gay oh, look no. at how terrible you are <laughs> you oh, yeah. going to hell <laughs> like it wasn't this it it did it served a purpose it wasn't yeah. just random stress for no reason and that's something yeah. i hated yeah. but yeah it was it was one of those things where like i feel like barton was choosing his words very carefully to try mm -hmm. to like show that he was disappointed so he was upset but not go into that whole it, it was a very it was a very like public um uh, public persona type of thing it's yeah. very like accurated like i'm going to say this so that you understand <laughs> yeah. how i feel yeah but without yeah. completely shut me down it felt like a braxton thing <laughs> look i um 
it was it was a lot. It was a lot at, at first second watch, but I I get what they were doing. And at the end, when we do get the you know reveal that he's not dead, I I that scene makes so so much more sense. I never thought it was like out of place, mm-hmm. but at the end, I was like, all right, this makes sense. You want to drive home that there's trouble, and hopefully this will be rectified later. Um, which is something oh. that's picked up on from Nancy Drew. Go ahead. I must say that that just made me like, and that's another reason probably why you have to have like that very particular conversation because if he just mm-hmm. if if the dad was just gonna come out straight up out of the gate and be like, "You're gay, you're disappointed, you're going to hell," <laughs> we, we wouldn't have cared that he yeah. was still alive. Like, I wish he still was dead. Like yeah. that would have been the argument and like yeah. really trying to turn us against him. So they needed that like softening mm-hmm. of the word. Yeah, absolutely, and I um. I, I don't know. It's just that that conversation. I'm stuck on it. I'm trying not to be, but that whole scene, and even with Zinzi being there in that first exchange, like by eyes, her and mm-hmm. Tom, and he's like, you know, just you know, go ahead. I got this. But oh man, being a mm, this brought back some memories. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Um, <laughs> um, okay, but uh, in contrast, Lorraine. Lorraine, do you have any thoughts on Lorraine and her very pro my gay black son? That yes, she <laughs> I loved it. Oh, I loved it. I was like, oh, I, I wish. But it was just like really, like it was really good, like to see her not only be like not as um, confrontational, but to be like flat out supportive. Be like, hey, I brought you a man. <laughs> like that was that was good. Yeah, that that was um, very surprising to me. Not her being um, open and supportive, but the whole, yeah, here's Justin. Um, he saw your interview in New York Times or whatever. He saw your shoe mm-hmm. collection. It, I'm like, okay, which, I mean, moms do that. But I think just again, seeing a mom that's doing that for her black gay son, who's visibly black, features, complexion, and all of that, um, is something that I just, I don't know. I just... That alone makes me love the show. Yeah. <laughs> Just, oh don't my god, do that. You don't do that a lot. Yeah, yeah, not at all. And like I said, it's it's a lot of times it is the B plot, it's the the token character. Um, but this is a show completely devoted to Tom and his black self and his black love with other black folks. Um, how do you feel about Justin as the potential love interest? I like him. Um, mm-hmm. he's, cute. he's fine. Um, but I like the other potential of interest a lot more. <laughs> oh, come on, come on, come on. I mean, hey, you're not wrong. You are not. Wrong. <laughs> I mean, I was, I will happily accept if if it ends up being just now, I will be perfectly fine. But See, if it's the other one, yes, yes, now we so, show. <laughs> y'all, I Tom has no shortage of of love options to pick to choose from <laughs> justin i do think much like you he's he's a nice guy he's a nice looking guy um he sends nudes clearly he sends those pigs um and he is he's nice mm-hmm. but for me Rowan, <laughs> the congressman's right. bodyguard or isaac tom's personal bodyguard yeah right. i'm definitely um and Isaac uh Marquise Vilson, please, if you um are interested in a date <laughs> or someone to like talk to on the phone or I don't know, wave to have a texting relationship or friends, I'm here. I'm here because 
Let me tell you, I this show has no shortage of beautiful people to look at. Isaac is is on the top of my list. I'll say that. <laughs> Who? Um. Yeah. So Justin's cool, and mm-hmm. I'm okay with him. Um. I really honestly, but speaking of Justin, I do like. Um. I don't know what he does at all. I've watched this show several times. I don't think it's the shortcoming of the show. It's just my eye. Yeah. I've been focused on other things. But he a lawyer, I think, because at the. Because later on, they say something about using his, I feel like they said something about losing, using his law connect. So he's like an intern or something. Something, yeah. And that, but I do, I like that. I like that they've weaved him into the show to be more than just the love interest. So when we do yeah, get that yeah. um, later on, exchanging of information, which that's where, okay, to me, that's where the show really felt like CW. When Tom meets back up with Justin after discovering that his father's um, spaceship was uh, attacked and it didn't like blow up on his own. Mm-hmm. And he has the conversation. They talk about the, what is the name of that company? The Illuminati style company that only wants to see us in the dark ages and not progress. Um, technology. It was like stone, like evil, evil stone, evil, angry men. Something. I don't know, but <laughs> it was the something back. Um, yeah, uh, yes, yes, it's something. But I was like, man, something about that scene felt very CW to me, and it's not really a bad thing. It's just, I was like, oh, yeah, I know what network I'm watching. This <laughs> definitely feels like I yeah. want to say Riverdale because I think that's a bit of an insult, but it felt very <laughs> the CW of them. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I don't know. That's the thing thing that, like, you see in stuff sometimes. Like, some people feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, technology has pushed forward too much. We need to, like, bring it back or what have you. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's the thing that happens in, like, shows and movies and games and stuff. But ain't nobody doing that, like, for real, for real. Especially not against, like, this billionaire family. Like, that, mm, mm, I don't know. I, look, I mean, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it for what they give me. But I was like, mm, okay, Stone <laughs> Corporation or whatever you are. Um, speaking of corporations, can we please? Okay, during the funeral scene, Tom is grieving. He's his yeah. father just died. Um, his spaceship exploded. A spaceship that Tom himself either created or helped create or did blueprints or whatever. At the funeral. Tom has to either give a eulogy or give a speech, and mm-hmm. he can't do it. He's like right. stricken by grief, whatever. Zinzi comes in, um, and d- f- a phenomenal job. Yes, I do not like the Tubman social group, the Tubman society, whatever. So, homegirl Tubman <laughs> talking to Lorraine is like, Oh, it doesn't look like Tom is up for the being an adult. Like, how the hell did he get this? I'm like, Man, this is his. Lorraine should slap her. Lorraine should slap her. Because what do you know? Like, my husband just died. My son just tried to give a speech and just got overwhelmed. You up here talking about some Tubman society. If you don't get my face. Bro, I was so mad. I was so mad. At I was so mad. At and I, I guess I get with it being a pilot, there's certain points you have to hit, and that would have been one of the things to reinforce that Tom is being irresponsible or not ready. But I was like, this is his father's funeral. <laughs> I, um, 
I'm away. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait a little bit longer. Okay. Say okay. <laughs> but I just, I um, when we were introduced to the Tubman social group, society, whatnot, and Nancy Drew, my interest mm-hmm. was peaked. I'm like, okay, what is this? Is this some yeah. Jack and Jill type stuff? Um, I'm not against the Tubman social group because I know that they'll more than like hopefully make them be a bit more uh welcoming or mm-hmm. interesting going forward because I like the idea. But this scene in particular, just kind of that pastor, I wanted to shake that lady. <laughs> <laughs> like, have you never had a family member pass away? What are you doing? What do you mean? So it was trash. Mm, it was trash. Yeah, she can keep that. Um so these folks are billionaires. We've gotten wealthy people in different shows before. And this one, they do certain things to show you like just how wealthy they are. Not even just like the, the cars they're wearing and the gowns or whatnot. But there's a scene where Tom Isaac and his uh, cousin, what's that boy's name? Um, have to, Lino, yeah. They have to get into the observatory of the local college mm-hmm. and Tom is like yeah let's not let's not just break in let me give them a twenty thousand dollar twenty million dollar scholarship so that they'll throw a gala for me and we can go in that way what well well that that was even you know and the same was like 20 mil. I was like bro just just yeah. drop 20 mil in the in the email yeah this and i don't have a problem with it because i feel like this is something outlandish that um yeah. maybe double maybe not 007 but the spy aspect 007 but some tony star like you said batman type stuff um that scene just kind of took me aback because i understand that they're billionaires but like seeing what that looks like for a twenty million dollar uh, scholarship endowment or whatever, I think honestly that more than like you said, more than the cars, more than the inventions, more than you know what they went, that one ending else is told me all these people were rich, rich, mm-hmm. <laughs> like these people mm-hmm. were rich, rich. Yes, yes, indeed. My God, they um, yeah, yeah, they ought to be because what do you say at the beginning that their family, that their families legacy is tech but anything that you've touched in the last x amount of years with an engine is more than likely from us so mm-hmm. i get i get i mean i get the setup but i don't know just something about hearing that number so willy-nilly was uh, a little surprising to my uh measly uh <laughs> take home my bi-weekly take home <laughs> <laughs> uh, excuse me <laughs> uh um okay so let's Lino wasn't in the show that much, but do we have any thoughts on him? The um, I don't know, maybe mixed race cousin of, of Tom Swift. <laughs> um, on the one hand, I think he's just like just a kid cousin, just I'm gonna say it's just gonna be around doing whatever, what have you. I I do wonder though, because it we talked at it well, you talked at the beginning about it being like you know, have about CW like make it blacker, make it gayer, etc. Mm-hmm. Like the random cousin who's living with the family <laughs> that is a very, like that is a very black setup like oh for sure uh, <laughs> so i want them to dig into that to kind of to dig into like why he's living with them 
um, mm-hmm. kind of give some kind of background around that. And I think that'll probably be when we get to see a little bit more of him. Because, like I said, mm-hmm. for right now, he's, he's just a kid cousin. It's just in the house because his mom and dad said, go stay with your auntie. In Bel Air. Yeah. <laughs> so I, no, that's it. That's pretty much it. Um, I'm interested, too, because I wonder. I, I think Lino, honestly, is a new addition. I think he's a new addition who's not part of the original canon of uh, Tom mm-hmm. Swift. But regardless, I would like to see how this came about. Like, is there some scandalous something or is it just shit they wealthy and you know they have better schools so truly right. go stay with them <laughs> you know i wonder <laughs> what that's about um if we'll get anything i don't necessarily want okay so of course i don't want a lot of black trauma i don't want a lot of oh slavery and whatever um but i'm not against like problems and issues uh yeah. of course i would not want to be like oh lino's parents are drug addicts so this is you know of course i wouldn't want that but i do want i want some like comic level like yeah somebody you know is backstabbed and killed this person and this chain of events like i want some silly shit i feel like i feel like there's a difference like even and this is just like a kind of a general thing i feel like when we talk about like not wanting black trauma there's a difference between just like sitting in something and it's like, oh, this is the conflict that led to this. Like, mm-hmm. if this was a show, like, we got five episodes. If they were drug addicts, let's just say they were drug addicts. Mm-hmm. If we got five episodes of his mama and daddy, you know, selling themselves on the corner, trying to get their next fix, then okay, yeah, you're doing a lot. But yeah. if, if it's just like, if it's a setup, like, hey, his mom and daddy on drugs, here they, here they are for the episode to kind of get mm-hmm. you back to that, then that's conflict. I would like that's yeah. an interesting too. And I would be, like you said, I'd be cool with if that was a conflict. <laughs> I just I just want this show to win. I don't want I just don't want some, but you know, I'm, I'm gonna get what they give me and I'm gonna take what they give me, let it let it go from there. Um so Tom has the gala thrown for him or the cocktail party or whatnot. Um, I like how they tie in Zinzi, and she's been spending the entirety of the episode trying to get Tom to um, either develop or finance a soap mm-hmm. uh, for this particular company. Because like her her thing is, with your father gone, this soap is a lifeline for us. Yeah. We're in the midst of all the money we've poured into that Saturn excursion and him and and just the company in general, the people that work it, I really, I like that Zinzi is like the voice of reason. And she's someone who I think grounds Tom because it's clear that he is a genius. He's smart, but he's letting that get him away from reality where you can be locked up in this tower in your house all day long because you have the finances where you don't have to go to work every day. You don't have to do nothing you don't want to. Um, I like I like that I like that between the two of them I like their relationship. Yeah, they're real they're real good like foils for each other. They, mm-hmm. they they I think they work really well together. Their chemistry is like through the roof, even in the big the blow up scene. So, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, when they committed the heist and Tom didn't come back until the next day, and him and Zinzi went at it. They went at so- it. Okay, so I, I feel like this is probably where I'm gonna have to say my my little my little piece. 
Because I get it. Mm-hmm. And I think it was important. I don't think we needed this episode. Mm, okay. Okay. And I think that kind of is just like one of the things that's of like my bigger, my one, I guess, like, I hate to say like critique or what have you of mm-hmm. the episode. I feel like they try to do a lot. Oh, yeah. And I feel like some of the pieces, some of the things that they, that were in this episode could have been sprinkled throughout the first like two or three episodes. Mm, and I okay. feel like that blow up was one of them. Like, I understand that you had to get get Tom to like this low point, you know, to kind of to show that okay, that he's gonna be serious, or whatever. But his dad had blew up in the in the opening of the episode. I think he was at the low point. We didn't need we didn't need mm-hmm. the like to. So it was good. I think I think I think it needs to happen. I think acting wise it was cool, mm-hmm. but I just don't think it needs to happen necessarily in the pilot. Mm, okay, okay, that's fair. Um I'll say adding to that, this to me was the first instance of Tom being a Ready. dick. Ready. Yeah, yeah, like so so I, I get they've set it up where this is a part of his personality, but as much as I enjoyed that scene and that conflict or that argument, that was I was like, okay, where is this coming from with Tom? Like that- when uh, this when he said, oh, something, something, this is the Zinzi show. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. That feels out of left field. Y'all mm-hmm. didn't establish that. And maybe this was the establishment, but I was like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, no. <laughs> and see, and, been the Zinzi show. <laughs> right. And see, and, and that's, I think that's why I'm saying like it could, it should have happened like later on because mm-hmm. she already had um, agreed to commit a crime with you. <laughs> Um, I've already been hounding you for most of the episode, like I said, trying to pay for this soap. And mm-hmm. like, all of a sudden, you're accusing her of making this the Zinzi show. No, she's been chasing you to do, yes. stuff to do right. So it makes no sense as to why you would try to come out and be like, oh, you know, you're being selfish. Like, let me do my thing. Like, no, we didn't get there. Uh, that was, yeah, that was very weird to me. But like, that I was, was yeah. Yeah, that was no, 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 no. I, I definitely will agree. Um, and again, I think that it was put there just to have certain things said so that you could reinforce. My father's disappointed in me when he was alive. I couldn't do right, and now that he's dead, I don't have the opportunity. So I get that, and it hit home. Like I get it, but I was like, Zizzy been she been helping you since she stepped foot from Atlanta. What are you talking about? (laughs) Yes, yes. My God, yeah, she in that dress. I, I have to say. Ashley, look, much like with Isaac, if you need a friend, if you would like someone to, I don't know, go shopping with, maybe watch TV with, Netflix, rewatch Tom Swift season one, episode one, call me. Ashley is beautiful. Oh, my God. My God. So um, the heist, how do you feel about the heist? So knowing this is a tech kind of espionage spy type show how do you feel about that um endowment cocktail party spy heist that they went on i honestly wanted more to be honest mm. um i thought it was a cooler thing um i would have wanted more of that like to see more of zinzi you know like running her mouth keeping the people busy you know mm-hmm. more of what um um uh, leno and um isaac was doing like i wanted more of that um I hope that 
we get to see more of that. I know I've seen the trailer of him with this bedazzled <laughs> mask thing. Yes, yeah, that OnlyFans mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. So I want to, I want to see more of that. But I think it was a, yeah. I think it was cool for this episode. Um, mm-hmm. but I think in future episodes, like you know, give us more of like this setup and like enacting this type of high tech heist type deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I would hope so. Considering the original Tom Swift, like that was his thing, like technology. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm hoping for more as well. I um, and I really want more because it seems like the show that you can really get away with doing a lot of green screen work because yeah. of the tech. So mm-hmm. like, give me suffocate me with tech and and uh, whatever else. Because um, even with Lino's shoes with the hydraulics on it like that. Again, I don't work in television, but I would imagine it's just like a some type of contraption, bungee cord, it's like something that's a bit yeah. practical where you don't have a jetpack on. Exactly. <laughs> so like, I, want, I want more. That's I feel like that type of stuff is like relatively easy to do. I mean, you just you set up a computer, type some stuff up, say some science, jibble jabble, and go back to business. Look, um, I did a poll at the end of the episode. Um, let's see if I can pull it up. I should have had this up, but it was really like about the MVP. Well, really throughout the episode, because live tweet. Oh yeah, make sure if when you guys watch this show on Tuesdays, mm-hmm. live tweet use that hashtag DTS Pod Decoding Tom Swift. Um, did a few polls. One of which was uh, the MVP. Unfortunately, Lorraine got zero votes. Um, Zinzi seemed to be the fan fit. Right, <laughs> Zinzi was the fan favorite. Um, do you have an MVP? Of, no, 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 no. Let me not say that. How do you feel about Zinzi on her own? Like, of course, in the show, but her that character. How do you feel about Zinzi? I really liked her. I think she's a, she was a really good friend. I think her character was really kind of cemented for me when when Tom got emotional on the thing, and she just like immediately stepped in and was like, mm-hmm. "Here's a speech." Yes. Um, I and and it, and, it's, and it was genuine. Like it wasn't just like you know, like a little media facing. Like oh, here's a mm-hmm. pre-written that I have just to kind of you know save his skin. Like no, it was genuine. It was like really how she felt about um, about Barton, and mm-hmm. it had the added benefit of also kind of like coming to Tom's rescue. So I really like yeah. her as a character. I'm excited to see more of what she does. I love that character, Ashley. To me kills it in every role that I've seen her in. She is truly and honestly the reason why I watched Riverdale for as long as I did. Mm -hmm. Um, I hate the way they did her character. Uh, Really a lot of characters on that show, but she brings life to these I don't I'm, I'm trying to separate see if I'm just a fan of hers and so I'm just loving everything she does, but truly like you said, that speech felt so real um and that story, though, of course, this is all written and scripted. She delivered a lot of this stuff with personality and attitude. And I don't she just breathed life into this character to the point where I want to tune in next week. I want to see what she does to impact the plot. Like, I'm tuning in not only for Tom and Tien and all that, but for Ashley, for Zinzi. Yeah. What are you doing with this character? What are you wearing next episode? So I'll, I'll win. I'm a fan. Right now, are we are we in another demon worship moment? Uh, 
<laughs> I think so. I think so. <laughs> Listen, if her and Coco mess around and find you know find themselves on a TV show together, that's a guarantee. I don't, I don't care what it's about. It could be horror. They could just go the dictionary. They can sit back to back for a whole hour looking at the ceiling. I'm tuned in. I'm tuned in. <laughs> I, ooh, we, yes, I, I love it. I, I love it. Um, anyone out there who's doing the show, a way to get me tuned in. If you have Ashley Murray in any role, I'm you guaranteed at least get me sitting out every week, live tweeting all that. I'm not playing. <laughs> oh man, she is so dope. Um. Okay, so the instance where Tom disappointed Lorraine, I'd like to uh, get into that. So um, Tom, quote unquote, disappointed the Tubman Society because he did poorly at delivering his father's speech at his uh, funeral. But he had a chance to make up, quote unquote, make up for it at the reading. What did Lorraine say that was? It at was the viewing? meditation. Um, yes, I think that's what it was. It was mm-hmm. something that sounded like maybe an event for his father. Yeah. Um, and he didn't show up because he was figuring out, you know, what's going on with the Saturn trip and then speaking with Justin because Justin had to connect to reveal that. Surprise, surprise, the only white man on this show is the Spike Lee villain. So, <laughs> <laughs> hold on, like, wait, wait, wait. he's not a Spike Lee villain yet. <laughs> Okay, he yeah, no, no. Yet. <laughs> he, he was pretty calm, smooth, and, and normal. Now, so so I, I take that back. Uh, but finding out that this man was the villain and all the ring, the signet, the Illuminati, all that stuff, he misses out on his father's dedication meeting thing. And Lorraine says to him, Your father's gone. It's time for you to grow up, not verbatim, time for you to grow up. Um, but I have to take care of the family now. Well, come on, what, what you got for me? <laughs> I'm like, where's coming from? Like, what you? I mean, I don't, I don't. We don't know. It's the first episode. We don't know what she actually does. Yeah. Or what have you? But I was like, are you finna? You finna? What do you mean? Are you about to be the CEO? Like, I'm confused. <laughs> like that wasn't on the table. How did we get here? I. That and also, isn't Claire running the company? Like, what what is happening? What what is happening? I I I don't know. I um I, again, I think that they just really needed to drive home that quote unquote Tom is not doing pulling his weight. But I never got the sense from this show, from this episode, that Tom was supposed to be like actively doing stuff in the company my assumption was he is a genius billionaire child of a tech giant so he's able to play around and develop things in his free time i I never took it as you're tied to this company you i don't i don't know i just I, i guess to me claire was always the employee who does the work and tom to me was the um the billionaire kid who was able to use his free time to develop these things. Maybe I'm so the the way that it opened up with him mm-hmm. having developed a propulsion system or what have you. It mm-hmm. I understood it as like he's trying to be like mm-hmm. you know a high up employee in the company. Okay, but because he like missed the opportunity or whatever in the beginning, his mm-hmm. dad was like, "Okay, we're gonna get this to Claire instead." 
And so yeah, he's yeah. now trying to get to that position where he's like, you know, this high up employee. And he may have still mm-hmm. been an employee, you know, he may have still just given some throwaway position just to give him mm-hmm. on payroll or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think he was trying to be like CEO. I'm I'm fine with that. It's just I I, I don't know, it was just a, a weird turn of events for me. Uh, but again, I do understand. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I think, I think that there's a way, like you can still have her disappointing him. You can still have her being like, you know, oh, you could have been here to do this, whatever happened, without this weird thing of like, now I'm going to take over the company. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, someone mentioned, and I can't remember where it was because I really want to give them credit. Um, but the idea that. Lorraine possibly is working in cahoots with the congressman, and she's the reason why Barton's uh, um, spaceship exploded. I was like, now that's that's the turn. That is, that the, is turn. the turn. <laughs> that is the turn. And woo, because I would think that would mean maybe clear. Well, whatever. I, I don't know, but that's. I'm trying to think about first, how I was like, that. no. Yeah, my initial thought was like, no, I don't want that. But then I was like, you know, I don't, I don't know. That's that might be some sinister mama pope stuff that we need. So I, don't <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but maybe maybe, maybe, who knows? Um, yeah, that was that was interesting. Um Tom eventually steps up to the plate um and he takes care of the soap proposal creation mm-hmm. thing where it like does several things at once, not only yes. cleans your hands and like I don't know, cleans your Gas tank, I don't know, something. It was something. And him and Claire, which I want to see more of them, like mm-hmm. being adversaries, but Tom and Claire <laughs> have this moment where he's like, yeah, I'm coming for the company and such and such. And she's like, oh, well, you better get ready for war. Or some, she, was, some no, I she was like, well, you best oh. not miss. And I was like, oh! <laughs> I want that. I want that. Yeah. I want more of Claire. I want her besting Tom, not because I'm not a fan of Tom, but I want I want to see her in more stuff, but I also want to see her like just because you're a genius doesn't mean you're the best. Like I'm just as capable. Um, mm-hmm. and the fact that Barton put her in this position to begin with. And she's yeah. clearly ready to come in. I want some Game of Thrones fight for the throne type, <laughs> you know. So, um, but Zinzi even warned him. Didn't she say like Homegirl is doing X, Y, and Z? So yeah, you know, he's like, "Oh, you're being dramatic." No, fam. My God, my God. So I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to see more of Claire. Um, maybe we won't get a whole lot of home life or backstory, but if she has a love interest, if she got some. You know, secret background stuff going on. I want to see more. Um, yeah, yeah, I want it. it uh, one of the things I do like about this show is that I don't know what's coming. Um, mm-hmm. We've gotten Marvel and DC for so long, and they're based off of comics, characters, and storylines that we've read over the years or consumed in some way with Tom Swift. It's a blank slate. They could go to mm-hmm. space. They could fight a dragon. Like, we don't know what's <laughs> coming. And <laughs> that's part of what I like about this show um, so even in the wake of the um, critiques, like the heavy critiques about the show, I'm still like, we're in uncharted territory here. So yeah, you may have had issue with the first episode, but like, 
we don't know what's coming next. Exactly. Like Tom's going in a well with a Lanvin OnlyFans face mask, and like the, him and Isaac and Zinzi are like out in the woods, and then there's some guy in like just regular street clothes who's like in the woods. What it's we don't know what's happening. <laughs> so yeah. like, give it a shot. <laughs> I don't know. Um, dang. Okay, so Tubman Society, uh, Zinzi, the, the writings on the wall. So the end, we get Father Swift, who has sent a message to his son, and it's um, coded in a way that's not through regular everyday transmission. It's a more of a dated. I forget what he said. It's probably going to be a lot of that throughout this season. They say a lot of stuff. Right, like Grey's Anatomy is doctor, doctor, medicine, <laughs> medicine, something. So some science, science thing <laughs> made it so that I think he used more of an analog, whatever. We got the transmission. Father's like, hey, I'm in this escape pod. These folks mess with my stuff. Uh, I want you the one who can do this for me. Um, and then I have one last thing to tell you. Message cut. Father's alive. Um, is this just a way for them to have Braxton, but like shelve nah. him for most of the season? <laughs> and because I'm like, I don't know how much it costs to get Braxton, but you know, keep your butt over there until you know the finale. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, you may that may be it. I mean, yeah. I did think I did think about that, but now I'm now I'm really thinking about it because mm -hmm. when I first thought about it, I was like, oh well, yeah, they save money on Braxton, but they have Lavar Burton. But then I just realized that LeVar Burton is a voice. Yeah, yeah. And then and he's not even like that's something you can easily pre-record. So I don't yeah. it's not hair and makeup, you know, maybe right. a um what they call that thing, whatever list you give off, like with Jolly Ranchers and stuff, the stuff you request, maybe that, but <laughs> I don't know how TV works, but I was just like Braxton, he seems like he may come with a kind of heavy price tag, so maybe. Yeah, so yeah, like, that, we need him. That may be that may be the case, and even even because I'm pretty sure that because if for nothing else than because of Bel Air, I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. uh, April probably cost him some money oh. too. Oh uh, yeah, and the fact Somebody, that yeah. they, they about to go on this like road trip, meaning you ain't gonna have to pay. So yeah, they probably yeah they probably be real smart. Hey. Hey, hey, give you beautiful gowns and fashions in the beginning and big names, and then we're going to take these newer actors and send them on the road for nine episodes. We'll double back at the end because right. I ain't mad at it, but like, yeah, maybe we'll do a, a, a voice voice call. Mm. Um, yeah, because I was like, yeah, this, he. Yeah, he's not coming back into the finale or the yep. penultimate episode or something. Um, let let's get into this like ending ending where the congressman who's been exposed, we know that he's the bad guy, uh -huh. has infiltrated Barclay. Barclay, played by Lavar Burton, who's the AI that Tom created as a kid. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I was upset. I was upset. I ain't gonna hold you. My question was, I was like, when? I was like, when did that happen? When and how? When and how? Like, are we blaming this on Rowan? Like, as the bodyguard, was he maybe able to maneuver through the mansion? I don't know when he did that. And that's, yeah. 
I feel I like, like that was something. Even if it wasn't like, oh, this is when it happened. Like we see who Rowan or whoever like doing it. Mm-hmm. I feel like if they had just been, and maybe it was. Maybe I need to watch it again. But <laughs> if there was like this thing in the background where Rowan like looks at the camera and kind of sneaks off, they kind of yeah. like, oh, that would be when he did it. Like even that would have been like okay. Yeah, they're gonna have to explain that because I don't. Mm-hmm. How you get? How you infiltrate Barclay? No. That's like his personal AI. Right. Nah, That's freaking Jarvis. Like, explain that to me. Yeah, and also, does that mean you saw them news that Justin sent him? Like, what is like? How long have you had access? <laughs> I would like to know. This is creepy. Don't do this. Um, I, I'm okay with the congressman. I'm just hoping he's not the only villain we get this season. I don't need a ton of like big rogues gallery, but I do hope we get like I don't want Claire to be the only like next adversary. I I, I want some more, some more. Uh... If if I had to guess, I would say that he's gonna be the congressman is gonna be the person like leading up to maybe either mid season finale or a little bit after it, hmm. and then we start to see kind of like just the very beginning of this big look back way back whatever the hmm. Illuminati thing is mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. see them up to the end but we don't really like deal with that like that's an ongoing thing mm-hmm. yeah. and i feel like claire is probably also going to be an ongoing thing for a minute like mm-hmm. them as rivals i'm gonna tell you yeah. like season three where they finally become friends and then you know we ride off some sunset <laughs> right right just working yeah working out together i um I, I have a sneaky suspicion that Claire is more than what she seems. Now, I'm mm-hmm. saying this, and it might be very clear to everybody else, but I feel like Barton would not have her on his team if she was just smart at her job. I feel like she, like, with the introduction of the Illuminati-style villainous corporation and then, like, having the Tubman Society, to me it stands the reason that there are things happening in the background that we don't know about, and I feel like if I'm Barton and I'm this billionaire tech genius, why would I surround myself with just an employee who's my right hand? Right. Or, you know, even like with Isaac, mm-hmm. like Isaac is the bodyguard, but I feel like there's more to him. Like what Alfred style MI6. I almost said some of that before, but they kind of they like, they sprinkled some stuff kind of in there. Like when him and Zinzi were dancing, um, mm-hmm. she said something about him being a soldier or something. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm telling you, Isaac, Marquise, you can. Never mind. So yeah, they. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's uh, that's another thing I do want to mention. Um, there was Isaac made mention of having an ex girlfriend. I don't want to say crazy ex girlfriend because I'm not sure if those are the words he used. But speaking with Zinzi, which they're probably gonna have a thing too. She was very kind of taken aback or shocked at the word girlfriend and isaac said what uh uh, we say a trans man can't have a crazy Crazy. ex something like that and that line to me was so big Mm -hmm. um and so important even more so than the conversation they were having and i say this as someone who does not identify as trans so if this is incorrect please let me know but i cannot recall a time on tv seeing a trans person who was not how do I put this not 
just like a supporting character. And I'm not thinking like Pose or anything where that is the focus. I mean, a trans character, that's just a, another character on the show. And this idea that you think I could have an ex-girlfriend, you know, and playing off for laughs, it's like, yes, we're getting with Isaac, this hero, this person who we don't usually see on television. And they have this very shared experience that a lot of people have. Everybody has an ex or somebody you used to like or whatever. But I, and I don't mean to like blow this out of proportion, but again, seeing this trans person who is the, the muscle for one, black, visibly black for two, and then also we're discussing their love life in a way that isn't like tokenism or isn't like, oh, they're trying to deceive, like all of the other fake worries that you have when it comes to a conversation about trans people. And so I, for that, like that line alone did that for me. Again, I'm not trans. So if you're trans and, and that's incorrect, let me know. But I was like, you don't get this. I've, I haven't seen this. So. See, I agree with that and with the whole, like, you don't get like, you know, that sort of uh, humanization. That's really kind of what it boils down to. Um, mm -hmm. uh, with trans person, I took that line completely different. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I, when she had, when Zinzi had that sort of like emphasis, had that emphasis on girlfriend, I thought that she thought that he, I'm gonna say that he was gay, and she was okay. surprised he had he had a girlfriend mm -hmm. ex, and I took him like him replying is like, oh, uh, you don't think um, uh, trans dudes have like crazy exes? As him being like mm -hmm. joking around, like yes, like I'm bi pan, etc. What happened? Oh. I went a whole different direction. Okay, well, look, there you go. That's the point of the show. That's the good, good. Okay, well, listeners, what did you think? No, that's okay. That's cool. That's cool because I don't. I think I'm so in love with Isaac that I'm trying to focus. I'm tell you right now, Isaac can do no wrong in my eyes. I don't care who he kills this season, um, as long as it ain't Tom or Zinzi, I'm all for him. So get ready for that, listeners. Uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I. Well, let me just well, okay, well, let me just say this because I'm gonna be the same way about Roman. So just be prepared. Like, hey. I'm gonna be rooting for him to, to sabotage. Yo, like yo, yes. I oh man, and you know I like him. I like this. Um, I don't want to say enemies to lovers because I don't know if it's that, but I do like this guy playing on the other side, having this connection where you, we know that that last scene showed me that there's gonna come a time where he needs to either betray congressman, generic evil white man, or betray his black king. <laughs> but I am, I'm ready for that because I'm going to be just distressed. I'm going to be live tweeting through it. I'm going to yeah. be upset. <laughs> but I'm ready for that that moment. Um, yeah, because Rowan. Baby. Listen. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Listen, listeners, who do you ship yourself with from this show? Because let me tell you, Listen, let me tell you, you who do you ship yourself with? <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. I hope y'all tuning in because even just if you don't like the show, just put it on mute and look at these beautiful people. <laughs> do that because <laughs> ain't no way. Um, oh my goodness, I did forgot where, yeah, sure. Great show. Um, yes. um, I think that was all I had initially. Is there anything else about the show adjacent to the show that um, you feel like hasn't been discussed, needs to be discussed, revisited, 
drop down, flip it, and reversed it, any of that. Um, I'm glad that I'm glad that this show um, not only has like all this, you know, representation so like on the camera, like from the characters, mm. but I'm also like from the people behind the scenes, um, mm. from folks writing it and the acting and stuff themselves. Like I'm, I like mm. that Isaac is clearly a trans character played by a trans man. I like that Tom mm-hmm. Slip- is a gay character played by um, a queer man? Like, mm-hmm. I think that also needs to be like pointed out because you know that's something. Even as we get start to get you know this representation in the character, particularly in like mm-hmm. queer, like having these folk, the people playing them, the people writing for them, also yeah. being queer, mm-hmm. being black, you know, of these experiences, mm-hmm. that also is something that the show should be you know applauded for. Absolutely, I agree. I agree that the right and let's shout out to the Tom Swift writers room because <laughs> whoever is running that account or whatever combination of of writers, y'all are on one, and, <laughs> and I love it. I love every like they do not be playing about the the tweets, the gifts, the jokes. Like it's it's a it's an account that I'm happy to follow. So yeah. kudos to them. Um, Okay, so let's let's go into the the last big part. Favorite character, favorite scene in this first episode. Do you have a favorite character? Can you pick out all these beautiful people? Is there a favorite? <laughs> so, I feel like this is gonna. I feel like this is gonna be a uh, constantly yeah. going back to me. I I think for this one, I'm gonna say Zinzi. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, she's only my favorite character because, like I said, that scene where she just stepped in and did like took the speech yes. thing, that was that was good. Who do I want to do that scene to? Okay, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make it just the Zin- the Zinzi show. So, <laughs> um, yes, I'm gonna say for my favorite scene, I really like the scene where. Um, Tom was breaking down with Isaac. I like that sort of like that vulnerability that he had, you know, because from the beginning of the show, you have him. I'm Tom Swift, you know, I'm that Tom Swift, you know, I'm that guy. But like seeing him being vulnerable and really like uh, with this person who seems to he seems to be really close with, I think that was really really nice to see. Absolutely, I agree that that. Okay, here I go. Something that I enjoy seeing is black men embracing and not necessarily romantically, just like even friends, like hugging, shaking hands, the closeness of like a friendship. Mm -hmm. And that scene, and not even the scene, just that portion where Tom starts crying and he lays his head down, that like whole combination what was that probably was like maybe a minute if that of yeah. like actual on-screen scene that is one of the most beautiful parts of this show to me this episode like uh, it's it, the aesthetic them in all black beautiful visibly dark skin and features and complexion men sharing this moment and it's it could be read as a romantic thing later on i'm sure but it's yeah. like you're this person who is is here for me like it's I don't know. I'm 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 rambling at this point, but that little portion for me excused any 
critiques that would be made of the show that wouldn't probably make a different person be like, oh, this ain't for me. Forget this show. Like I'm these little moments like that, and like Zinzi's speech, um, and the moment with Zinzi and Isaac dancing, like a lot of things. This episode was a collection of moments that I feel like really drive home experiences either that we've had or that you wish you could have had or that you're seeing more of now. Man, um, yeah, but I'll stop because I can go off for a whole nother hour. Um, I'm battling between Isaac and Zinzi myself. Um, Isaac purely because I'm attracted to Isaac and I would love to um, share some fries or something. With Isaac. <laughs> uh, no, no, Isaac was great, but I would probably default to Zinzi as well. Um, and like you said, because of that speech, I think having her be the first character we see coming mm-hmm. in from Atlanta out that car and following her through the house is like, yeah, this was the Zinzi show. I mean, true enough, it's Tom Swift, but you, Tom, you ain't, and this ain't a dig at the show, but you ain't the most charming because Zinzi, you know, y'all a package deal at this point. And so yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got to go with Zinzi as well. I really thoroughly enjoyed all of Ashley's acting during this episode. I really loved that funeral speech. I loved her getting in Tom's ass, even though that scene was kind of questionable. Um, I enjoyed just her, period. I yeah. like her and her standing up for like this, what you're not gonna do, you know, <laughs> is this then the third. So I, I really, I really enjoyed her. And she was very much pushing be for the people like your father would have been. Don't just yeah. be for yourself because you're so tunnel vision on this particular thing. So I'm going to have to go with Zinzi as well for this episode and probably fight to not go for her for every single one. (laughs) I mean, I'm Um, going between her and Rowan. I already feel it coming. Oh, we, yeah, yeah. Um, A favorite scene? Um, I don't know if I have one. They're all, they're all so great. I think the scene with um, Rowan and Tom being like in those close quarters um hiding out from you know security or whatnot like the entirety of this scene from him pulling tom into the uh the i don't know closet making them get undressed him tapping on his ear ear thing to talk to barclay them getting to the uh sneaking away and showing rowan's nails and him explaining like hey where i'm from you don't see a lot of pretty things i just like to be reminded of beautiful things and i was like oh this whole Espionage no, back yeah. in. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I it also, um, it also gave me one of my favorite one of my favorite lines from the episode yeah. where Tom was like, Don't give me that strong silent top. I was like, wait. <laughs> hey, he did. He did say that with his whole chat. And that's another thing that I truly enjoy is that I like watching things that are made with um with the in audience or the actors in the um in the writers room in yeah. the you know costuming whatnot so when i watch something like let's say crazy rich asians i want to know that it wasn't just julia and tom in the writers room i want to know that there are asian people who are giving me a full story so much like that i like that we have queer people in the back room mm-hmm. putting in those little cultural things that like we're going to pick up on that maybe the general audience may not get you know, or maybe they do with with drag racing, everything. Else, <laughs> maybe they do get it, but 
that was a, a favorite line of mine as well. So, ooh, this show, Listen. I'm all in, y'all. If it wasn't clear by creating the show, y'all better get on, get on the train. Yeah, get on the good foot and do the bad thing. And that's watching <laughs> Tom Swift every Tuesday live tweeting. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. So, um, what, what you got for us? Any closing thoughts? Anything else you want to say or mention? Watch next week so we can talk about it. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, we do have a few comments here, Ooh, quite a lot. So let's let's Uh-oh. go through. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, let's start with Robert. Yes, Robert. Glad to see you reviewing the show. Yes, indeed. Yes, hey, indeed. I'm, I'm enjoying this. Um, what else? Oh, let's go to the top. Lino. Uh, there we go. Lino, that's oh, his yeah. name. Uh, Tom said, everybody going to benefit from this game. No, for real. That Tom, <laughs> Tom giving this, um, $20 million scholarship, and then also, like you said, dragging everybody into this scheme. But, but also him said, for black engineers, I want to point that out. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that was a a focus of his. And I'm like, all right, more power to you. Um, okay. Uh, so we got TM being the lead with very Afrocentric features. It's one of the many reasons why I love this show. Hard agree. Yes. Hard agree. Hard agree. Also, him loving black uh, men is a plus two. We finally have a show that doesn't make blackness and homosexuality seem exclusive um, of each other and how you live. Yes, indeed. That's that's one thing I truly enjoyed about the show is that Tom is black. He's with a black love interest. And then even the on-screen sex scene we get, which is very cable. So don't listen to this and think we're getting explicit app. Say it's not that, but we're, <laughs> there we go. And we're getting the same sex scenes that you would see with his heterosexual counterparts on any other CW show. So that part I did appreciate as well. Um, don't know if I would want to have it happen at a funeral, but you know, here we Listen, are. <laughs> people grieve in different ways. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, let's see. Uh, T and Richard said he could relate to the paternal issues angle too. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Um, Cause yeah, that came from a place of understanding. I will say that that scene was very much, I've lived this or been very close to it. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, okay. It was called the road back. Thank, you. Thank back. you. Yeah. Yeah. It was the road back. Thank you so much. Andre Asante. There we go. Um, name because they're countering the foundation name of Harriet Tubman. Okay, that, that, oh, that makes man. that makes a lot of sense. Come on now, come That's on, blacks. That is, yeah, it truly is. Thank you, thank you for that. But um, it also brings up an issue that it's the white man that's being the the face of this. I, that's why. <laughs> look, I say Spike Lee. Well, generic white villain. I I don't. That's something I'm so scared of because we get a lot of that already. Just because, like, yeah. whatever. And not yeah. to say it's not even untrue, but I don't want to keep seeing the same type of like. We can have black villains. We can villain. have black villains, y'all. I would like that, yes. And I would like to, even if we're going to get a white man, let's, don't let him be the same suited up white man as we get in every other show. Like, give me some flamboyant ass twink and fire island ass. Give me something different. So, uh, 
Uh, maybe the rollback killed Lino's parents, and that's why the dad knows what they are capable of doing. Mm, come on, fan theories. That's interesting. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, and I'm I'm gonna love this. Yeah. Uh, Ashley Murray is a true goddess. Yes, you are absolutely <laughs> right. There are no arguments here. Anybody who disagrees is um incapable of taste. I'll say that. And I mean that. And like I said, Ashley, you're more than welcome on this show anytime. Uh the entire cast. But yeah. Um here you go. In reference to the uh Lanvin uh OnlyFans mask, next week Tom buys OnlyFans. I mean, we did mention that he does he watches porn. Barclay did say that, you know, so who knows? Um <laughs> let's see. Da, da, da. Okay, again, Robert. Yes, sir. We're glad to see you reviewing this show. Uh Barclay was hacked when Tom was using him in the green screen. Mm, I didn't even okay. Okay, so um Andre says Barclay was hacked when Tom was using Barclay and the screen glitched for a second. Um, I think is what he said. He was breaking into their system when they hacked him. That yeah, remember right before the security walked in oh. and he was holding the phone. That makes complete sense. Jesus Christ, how did how did yeah. I miss? It? I missed it too. <laughs> and that how also did I miss it? as to why because I when I rewatched, I was like, how did they know he was in there? But if mm -hmm. that's when they hacked him, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, see, Rowan. Mm, good. He good lord. See that strong, passionate top with his evil ass. Um, and they made him a potential love interest for Tom. On top of that, people tend um forget trans men exist when we discuss them. That's something else that from my perspective is true, is that when you do get the conversation of trans, um, it's always trans women. Mm -hmm. I never really hear unless it's in the community. Um, and even then it's not as um from where I, from where I'm sitting, I see it as much as trans men being discussed um, in a lot of these conversations. So that's absolutely right from my perspective. I do not see trans men in these conversations or discussed as much. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they have gay and trans uh, writers making the show. Yes. Oh, yes, indeed. Yeah. So that that right there. That's mm -hmm. what I'm saying, man. Even if this pilot wasn't the the creme de la creme for you, like. There's so many other things for me that's working for the show that even if I didn't like the first episode, I would still tune in, not just out of blind um, obedience to like the gay overlords, nothing like that. It's just like there's so many <laughs> boxes that are being checked where it's okay if they have a bad episode, you know, and bad is subjective, but I think it's okay. Like it's, it will, we'll live. A lot of shows have bad episodes. Yeah. Um, oh, another thing, listeners. Uh, Andre also says a Zinzi focus episode feels inevitable. Yes. Yeah. What was she doing in Atlanta? <laughs> Why was she in Atlanta? Who was she hanging out with? You know what I'm saying? Did she go to a Santana concert? Well, no. That's Bye. Not. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, shoot, is she a material girl? Like, <laughs> she won a, 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 a clothing allowance. So, you know, hey. Listen. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I always uh, pronounce Andre's name uh, correctly. That's a big thing for me. Uh, side note, I was at work and my name was spelled incorrectly on some documents. And I'm like, hey, guys, in the email, it's spelled this way. How is this incorrect? And 
I just I'm one to advocate for saying um because I butcher everything. I will break down your name phonetically to make sure I'm saying it right. So yeah. Uh and let's see. He also says um, I watched this episode four times, so I caught everything. That's what I'm talking about. Super fan. <laughs> oh my god. Um well, guys, uh, this has been Decoding Tom Swift, <laughs> episode one. And, uh, you know, come back here. Meet us on Twitter uh, on Tuesdays for the live tweet. Use that hashtag DTSpod. Um, yeah, because I'm, I'm letting the jokes, memes, and everything fly going forward. Like, it's nobody is spared. Um, <laughs> would you like to let these folks know how they can reach out to you, support you, and and follow you for those Tuesday live tweets. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, find me on Twitter um, at Lucy Seduce for the live tweets. I'm pretty much at Lucy Seduce everywhere. Instagram, TikTok, all the places. <laughs> um, follow me. Let's talk. Let's chat. Tom Swift. And if you can get yes. me closer to Rowan. Hey. <laughs> Listen. Look. I'll, I'll support that. Um, same here, same here. Twitter, Carefree Blurred. Uh, same name on TikTok, Carefree Blurred. Follow me there. Follow me on both platforms, and uh, make this a conversation for sure. Uh, Instagram, all other stuff, Carefree Black Nerd. But Carefree Blurred on Twitter and on TikTok, most immediate way to get in touch with me um, over there discussing this wonderful show. Um, and if you need to email for whatever reason, maybe you got a little bit more to get off your chest, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. Please put Tom Swift or something Tom Swift in the subject so I'll know uh, what you're referencing. And yeah, I don't know. If, if, and if Isaac, you know, my kids, <laughs> Ashley, if y'all want to you know, go come on the show, you're more than welcome. We have a seat for you. <laughs> oh man, so that's that. Well, one Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on and being on this journey with me, going through this show. Thank you. Um, and then listeners, you know, come on back. Hit us with that live tweet. Come back on Thursdays for the live show. Get in those comments. Talk your mess. Give your opinions. Even if you disagree with everything we say and you hate the show, still, come on. <laughs> let's hear about it. We're going to tell yeah. you you're wrong, but let's, let's, hear. let's hear about it. Um, until next time, guys, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky. And if you create a spaceship for your father to venture to another planet, please make sure the men in his circle aren't trying to kill him. Please. That's the takeaway from this episode. <laughs> All right, y'all.